Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, I praise your holy name. Lord, I praise you, Almighty God. Lord, I praise you, Most Holy One. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I pray you, Almighty God. Lord, I pray you, Most Holy One. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Lord, I praise you. the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is Minister McMillan. We are coming today on Thanksgiving. If you've got something to thank the Lord for, give a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord for he is worthy to be praised. We're going to be reading today in Jonah first chapter. As you remember, we just finished Obadiah. And we are moving on. So let's get started. Um, The title is Joah Flees from the Lord. Okay. So Jonah is running from God. How many of you know you can't run from God? (laughs) All right. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amitim. Go to the great city of Negev. And preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. And he went to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for the port. Uh, After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish in fleeing from the Lord. (laughs) Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. Now all the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God. And they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, 
How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us and we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, tell us, who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What do we, what do you do? Where do you come from? And what is your country? From what people are you? And he answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. This terrified them, and they asked, What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them so. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to land, but they could not. For the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried to the Lord, O Lord, please do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold hold us accountable for killing an innocent man for you, O Lord. Have done as you please. And then they took Jonathan, uh, they took Jonah, sorry, and threw him overboard. And the raging sea grew calm. At this, the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. But the Lord provided a great fish to swallow Jonah, and Jonah was inside that fish for three days and three nights. Now, normally you would be fish food, okay? Um, The the fish's digestive system would have um, dissolved your body, literally. You would have melted away. So here is the miracle part of this story. For inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord, his God, and he said, In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From the depths of the grave, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the deep, into the very heart of the sea, and currents swirled about me, all your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me, the deep surrounded me, the seaweeds was wrapped around my head, and to the roots of the mountains I sank down to the earth beneath barrened me in forever. But you brought my life up from the pit, O Lord my God, and when my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord, and my prayer rose to you, to your holy temple. Those who claimed to worthless idols forfeited the grace that could be theirs, but I, with a song of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed. I will make good salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Then the word of the Lord, chapter three, came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nivea and proclaim it, the message I give you. 
Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nivea. Now, Nivea was a very important city. A visit required three days, three days to get there. That's quite a distance. On the first day, Jonah started into the city. And he proclaimed 40 more days and Nivea will be overrun, overturned. Uh, the Nivites believed God and they declared a fast and all of them from the greatest to the least put on sackcloth. And when the news reached the king of Nivea, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth and sat down in the dust. And then he issued a proclamation in Nivea. By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let any man or beast, herd or flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God and let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his furious anger so that we will not perish. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he had compassion and did not bring upon them the destruction he had threatened. How does this compare to us today? Well, let's think about it. You have many uh, Christians, Muslims, Buddhists, uh, people today, many are turning back to God. Uh, many are realizing that there is a one true God. There is the Almighty, the one who's created all things in this world, including man. Hmm. Uh, and they are beginning to come back to him. However, we still have a vast, I won't say majority, because we're not even sure about that at this point, but you do have a vast amount of people who still are reluctant, uh, who are not interested, uh, who just flatly um, refuse to accept there is a God. And so destruction is, is definitely bound to them. We know from reading our word that at some point in time, man will just about completely turn his back. But as you see in this story, it lets you know that there are two ways to go. You can either accept or not accept. They chose to accept and to ask for forgiveness and repent. Chapter 4. But Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry. He prayed to the Lord, O oh Lord, is this not what I said when I was still at home? That is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, O oh Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, How have you any right to be angry? Exactly. I see this with a lot of uh, people, believers in God. They say they're for God, but then when it comes down to the point where a choice similar to this is laid out, uh, someone they've known for a while does receive God, um, people get angry. And they don't have any right to God. Like, uh, they did so-and-so. 
They, they're killers. They're murderers. They're prostitutes. Why do they have any right to God? Excuse you. Um, when you came to God, you were not clean either. You were in a bad state yourself. Or did you forget? God said, I didn't come for the righteous. He came for the sinners. <laughs> right now, if you're following the Lord, you were at one time a sinner, believe it or not. Everybody in this whole entire world is a sinner. And you are called out of your sinfulness. Okay, let's move on to chapter 4. But um, we're going to pick up at 4 and 3. Now, O oh Lord, take away my life, for it's better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, Have you any right to be angry? And Jonah went out and sat down at a place east of the city, and there he made himself a shelter sat in its shade and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a vine and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the vine. But as dawn the next day, God provided a worm which chewed up the vine so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, If it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, do you have a right to be angry about the vine? I do, he said. I am angry enough to die. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this vine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It had nothing to do with that. Same way we have nothing to do with other people's lives. We don't contribute nothing. And the little you do does not amount to a hill of beans. It's, it sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nivea has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left. And many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about that great city? Was not God concerned with Jonah that he brought a vine over his head to keep the shade over him, no matter how little a time it was? He's trying to show Jonah, I am no prospective person. I will do for him and I will do for you. What I do to him, I might do to you. <laughs> so he didn't have any right to be angry. He was given he was given a work to do and he didn't want to do it. And the Lord literally had to show his hand to make Jonah remember who he was to get out there and do what he asked. Okay? All right. We are now going to move on into oh, excuse me. Mm. We're going to now move on uh, into the book of Mitchka, okay? Um, the trial of the capitals. The word of the Lord that came to Mitchka or Morshith during the reigns of Jochen, Azza and Hezekiah, king of Judah, the visions he saw concerning Samaria and Jerusalem. Okay. Hear, O people, all of you, listen, O earth, and all who are in it. 
that the sovereign Lord may witness against you the Lord from the holy temple. Judgment, people, judgment. Look, the Lord is coming from his dwelling place. He comes down and treads the high places of the earth. The mountain melts beneath him and the valleys split apart. Like wax before the fire, like the water rushing down a slope. All this is because of Jacob's transgression, because of the sins of the house of Israel. What is Jacob's transgression? Is it not Samaria? What is Judah's high place? Is it not Jerusalem? Therefore, I will make Samaria a heap of rubble, a place for planting vineyards, and I will pour her stones into the valley and lay bare her foundations. All her idols will be broken to pieces, and all her temple gifts will be buried with, burned with fire. And I will destroy all her images, since she gathered her gifts from the wages of prostitutes. As the wages of prostitutes, they will again be used. Because of this, I will weep and wail, and I will go about barefoot and naked. I will howl like a jackal and moan like an owl, for her wound is incredible. It has come to Judah. It has reached the very gate of my people, even to Jerusalem itself. Tell it not in Gath, weep not at all. In the Beth Ophrah, roll in the dust. Pass on the nakedness and shame. You will live in Shepheth. Those who live in Zanan will not come out. Bezel is in mourning. A protection is given from you. Those who live in Maroth wreathes in pain, waiting for relief. Because disaster has come from the Lord, even the gates of Jerusalem. You who live in Lachish, hardness the team to the chariot. You were the beginning of sin to the daughter of Zoin. From the transgressions of Israel were found in you. Therefore, you will give planting gifts to Morasheth, Goth, the town of Aksib, will prove deceptive to the king of Israel. And I will bring a conqueror against you who lives in Marshes. And he who is the glory of Israel will come to Adullam. Shave your heads in mourning for the children in whom you delight. Make yourselves as bald as the vulture, for they will go from you into exile. Chapter 2. Woe to those who pain, a uh, woe to those who plan iniquity, to those who plot evil on their beds. At morning light, they carry it out because it is in their power to do it. They covet fields and seize them and houses and take them, and they defraud a man of his home, a fellow man of his inheritance. Therefore, the Lord said, I am planning disaster against this people for which you cannot save yourselves. You will no longer walk proudly for it will be a time of calamity. In that day, man will ridicule you and they will taunt you with their mournful songs. You are ugly ruin. My people possessions is divided up. He takes it from me. He assigns our fields to traitors. Therefore, you will have no one in the assembly of the Lord to divide the land by lot. I, this, I found this very interesting because you're seeing this more today. 
um, people stealing other people's things, taking things that don't belong to them, um, buying people out, buying out companies, um, and the and the country falling away, falling away from God, falling away from His Word, trying to remove God's name off of things that was put on there for a reason. When you put the Lord's name on something, you're placing a blessing. When you take that name off, what do you think has happened? You're placing a curse. Think about it, people. Okay? In this country alone, here in the United States, we are blessed much because the name of God is carried in high esteem. It is written on many of buildings. It is written in many of our laws. Our law itself came from the word. When you start deducting and pulling away his name from these things, then you pull away and you implant a curse. Okay? Just want people to understand that. And that's anywhere in the world. I speak mostly here in this country because we know that these are true factors. This country was founded on the word of God. This country has the Lord's children in it. Okay? So... When you start pulling away and walking away, when you are not reading your word, you're not praying, you don't give God any acknowledgement. You're pulling away, and in its place, you're leaving a curse. Okay, now we're going to move on to chapter 2 and 6. Do not prophesy, their prophets say, and do not prophesy about these things. Disgrace will not overtake us. Should it, should it be said, O house of Jacob, is the spirit of the Lord's ang angry? Uh, is the spirit of the Lord angry? Does he do such things? Do not my word do good to him whose ways are upright. Absolutely. Lately, many people have risen up like an enemy. Mm. You strip off the rich robe from those who pass by without a care. Like men returning from battle. You drive the women of my people from their pleasant homes. You take away my blessings from their children forever. Mm. Yes, Lord. Mm. Get up, go away, for this is not your resting place, because it is defiled. It is ruined beyond all remedy. If a liar and a deceiver comes and says, I will prophesy for you plenty of wine and beer, he would be just the prophet for this people. I will surely gather all of you, O Jacob, and I will surely bring together the remnant of Israel, and I will bring them together like sheep in a pen, like a flock in its pasture. The place will the place will throng with people. One who breaks open the way will go up before them, and they will break through the gate and go out. Their king will pass through before them, the Lord at their head. Amen. Chapter three. Listen ye leaders of Jacob. Ye rulers of the house of Israel, should you not know justice, you who hate good and love evil, who tear the skin from my people and the flesh from their bones, 
who eats my people's flesh and strip off their skin mm, and break their bones in pieces, who chop them up like meat for the pan, like flesh for the pot, then they will call out to the Lord, but he will not answer them. At that time, he will hide his face from them because of the evil they have done. As for the prophets who lead my people astray, if one feeds them, they proclaim peace. If he does not, they prepare to wage war against him. Therefore, night will come over you without vision and darkness without divination. And the sun will set for the prophets and the day will go dark for them. The seers will be ashamed and the diviners, diviners excuse me, disgrace. And they will all cover their faces because there is no answer from God. But as for me, I am filled with power, with the spirit of the Lord, and with justice and might to declare to Jacob his transgressions, to Israel his son. Hear this, you leaders of the house of Jacob, you rulers of the house of Israel, who despise justice and distort all that is right, who build Zion with bloodshed and Jerusalem with wickedness. Her leaders judge for a bribe, her priests teach for a price, mm. and her prophets tell fortunes for money. Yet they leap upon the Lord and, yes, they, excuse me, <laughs> yet they lean upon the Lord and say, Is not the Lord among us? No disaster will come upon us. Therefore, because of you, Zion will be plowed like a field. Jerusalem will become a heap of rubble, and the temple hill a mount overgrown with thickets. Look, you can only be on one side of the fence. You're either with the Lord or you're against the Lord. Okay? When you start speaking into the world, and you're a minister, a prophet, a deacon, a evangelist, and you start siding with the things of the world, you are against God. The word of God is true to its form, true to its word. Uh, you cannot take what he has passed down. Not only did he give the word, but he gave examples of the word, okay? And so you cannot go back out here and say, oh, this and this is not true. There's some things in life that is happening right now. These things are true, but you're not supposed to judge. You leave the judging to God. You are supposed to see these things and pray. Is there any action I should take? If not, what do I do? Those are the questions that you ask the Lord when you are unsure of something. In your spirit, you know it's not right according to his word. But how do you react? How do you yourself in a daily situation respond to these things? Okay? All right. Chapter 4. In the last days, the mountains of the Lord's temple will be established as chief among the mountains, and it will be raised above the hills, and the peoples will scream to it. Many nations will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountains of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob, and he will teach us how his ways. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his path. The Lord will go out from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between many people 
and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. Strong nations far and wide. That means everywhere. Here in the United States, as well as across the world, you will see this. Um, sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> it's a little hectic around here. <laughs> little ones crying and everyone's cooking, and well, that's how it is on the holidays. Um, okay. Um, Come, let us go up to the mountains of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob, so that we may walk in your path. The Lord will go out from Zion and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, and he will judge between many people and will settle disputes from strong nations far and wide. Now they will beat their swords into plowsheds and their spears into prune hooks, and nations will not take up swords against nations, nor will they train for war anymore. Every man will sit under his own vine and under his own fig tree, and no one will make them afraid. For the Lord Almighty has spoken. All the nations may walk in the name of their God, and we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. Uh, the Lord's plan. Now, in that day, declares the Lord, I will gather the lame and I will assemble the exile and those I have brought to grief. I will make the lame a remnant and those driven away a strong nation. And the Lord will rule over them in Mount Zion from that day and forever. As for you, O watchtower of the flock, O stronghold of the daughter of Zion, the former dominion will be restored to you. Kinship will come to the daughter of Jerusalem. Amen. Why do you not cry aloud? Have you not king? Have your counselor perished? The pain sees you in that of a woman in labor? Wreath in agony. O daughter of Zion, like a woman in labor. For now you must leave the city to camp in the open field. You will go to Babylon, and there you will be rescued. There the Lord will redeem you out of the hand of your enemies. But now many nations are gathered against you, and they say, let her be defiled. Let her eyes go over Zion. But they do not know the thoughts of the Lord. They do not understand his plan. He who gathers them like sheaves to the threshing floor, rise and thresh, O daughter of Zion. For I will give you horns of iron, and I will give you hoofs of bronze, and you will break to pieces many nations, and you will devour their ill-gotten gains to the Lord, their wealth to the Lord of all the earth. Amen. Amen, right? We all know today, walking and standing with God and following his word, doing as he Claims, proclaims to us, uh, as he speaks to us, many of us, um, we see the grace upon us in our families. We see his love. Yes, we do endure some hardships, but not like it was prior to not being with him. And we come through much easier. Uh, and this as a whole nation, and this is what uh, this country is slipping from. Uh, we have been uh, graced by God's grace for many, many years, centuries. 
um, because his, his name, his belief was on our lips, our tongues, and our hearts. We walked and believed. Uh, many things were changed in this country because of that word. Yet now we find ourselves uh, falling backwards because we've allowed others to say that that's not so. That that's not true. He does not exist. It's a fairy tale. Uh, it's just something to get people to do what you want them to do, etc., etc. And many people have believed this and swallowed it, so to speak. And now we're starting to see the results of it. People are wondering why the weather is changing. Why are these terrible things happening to different people? Um, why the government is falling away? Why they're constantly claiming they don't have money, even though most of us are saying that's not so either. But these are the things that's being said. And as we look on it, we are starting to see it's actually coming to place. This is because there's a falling away from God. And if there's to be any hope in this country, in the USA, people have got to get back to believing and following the way of the Lord. And that does not mean going against his word. His word is for every body, every race, every creed, every color, every religion. There is no exception. And until people in this country understand this and stop bickering and fighting with each other over race, creed, color, nationality, money, prestige, power, it will not do us any good. We will continue to fall away. In other countries outside, the same thing is happening. And unfortunately, when you fall, they'll fall too. And they're praying, they're praying for you, for us, to come to our senses and not fall. Because their economy and much of things in their lands is tied to ours. And this is how God made it. You can't escape. We are entwined to one another because we were all made by one God, one creator. All right, let's move on to uh, chapter five. Marshal your troops, O city of troops, for siege is laid against us. They will strike Israel's ruler on the cheek with a rod. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrath, though you are small among the clans of Judah, mm, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. Jesus, Shatalahai, hallelujah. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she, who is the laborer, gives birth, and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely. For then their greatness will reach to the ends of the earth, and he will be their peace. Amen. Amen. I just said this. 
when the Assyrians invade our land and and marches through our fortresses, we will raise against them seven shepherds, even eight leaders of men. Change and completion, all in one. They will rule the land of Assyria with the sword, the land of Nimrod with the drawn sword. And he will deliver us from the Assyrians when he invades our land and marches into our borders. Amen. Hallelujah. The remnant of Jacob will be in the midst of many people. Mm. Like dew from the Lord, like showers on the grass, which do not wait for man or lingers for mankind. The remnant of Jacob will be among the nations in the midst of many people. Shah, hallelujah. Like a lion among the beasts of the forest, like a young lion among the flock of the sheep, which mules and mangles as it goes, and no one can escape. Your hands will be lifted up in trumpet in triumph over your enemies, and all your foes will be destroyed. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that day declares the Lord, I will destroy your horses, your horses from amongst you, and demolish your chariots. And I will destroy the cities of your land and tear down all your strongholds. And I will destroy your witchcraft. Mm. And you will no longer cast spells. I will destroy your your craven images and your sacred stones from among you. And you will no longer bow down to the work of your hands, to the work of your hands. I will uproot from among you your Asherah poles and demolish your cities. And I will take vengeance and anger and wrath upon the nations that have not obeyed me. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. This is why I say, America, you need to turn back from your wicked ways and the rest of the world because God is stipulating to you through his prophets, through his teachers and preachers, in his word, what he is going to do And he is not changing his mind, not one iota. Chapter 6, the Lord's case against Israel. Listen to what the Lord says. Stand up, plead your case before the mountains and let the hills hear what you have to say. Hear, O mountain, the Lord's accusation. Listen, you everlasting foundations of the earth. For the Lord has cast against his people. He has lodged a charge against Israel. My people, what have I done to you? How have I burdened you? Answer me. I brought you up out of Egypt and redeemed you from the land of slavery. I sent Moses to lead you. Also Aaron and Miriam. My people remember what Block, king of Moab, canceled, and Balan, son of Beer, answered. Remember your journey from Shechem to Gilgal, that you may know the righteous acts of the Lord. With what shall I come before the Lord and bow down before the exalted God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams and 10,000 rivers of oil? Shall I offer my firstborn for my transgressions, the fruit of my body, for the sin of my soul? He has shown you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy, and to walk 
humbly with your Lord. Let's read this again, everyone. This is what the Lord expects of you, to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Amen? Amen. Listen, the Lord is calling to the city and to fear your name is wisdom. Heed the rod and the one who appointed it. Am I still to forget, O oh, wicked home, you ill-gotten treasures, and the short Ifra which is accused? Shall I acquit a man with dishonest scales, with a bag of false weights? Her rich men are violent, her people are liars, and their tongues speak deceitfully. Therefore, I have begun to destroy you, to ruin you because of your sins. You will eat but not be satisfied. Your stomachs will still be empty and you will store up but save nothing. Because what you save, I will give to the sword. You will plant, but not harvest. You will press ours, but not use the oil on yourselves. You will crush grapes, but not drink the wine. You have observed the statues of Omri and all the, all the practices of Ahab's house, and you have followed their traditions. Therefore, I will give you over to ruin and your people to derision and you will bear the scorn of the nations. People, I don't think this can get any clearer. Walk in sin, die in sin. Walk righteously, die righteously. God's no perspective of a person. This goes for all the nations and the people in those nations. Many are the children of God. Many are walking unrighteously. Many are not accepting the fact that they are his children. Chapter 7. What misery is mine? I am like one who gathers summer's fruit at the gleam of the vineyard, and there is not cluster of grape to eat, and none of the early figs that I crave. Now, I just want to say something really quickly here. You know, we are seeing people planting, and they're not getting a full crop. Their crops are less than what they planted. Mmm, yeah. Calamities are coming and killing crops, killing the food. Then you have the wickedness of the world. You have the scientists who are puffed up. And I'm going to say puffed up because many are the children of God. Many know that what they're doing is on a thin line, creating food in laboratories. That's not your job. You're working for the enemy. You're working for the adversary. You're recreating. Who is the creator of the world? The almighty God. He created all things and has set everything in its place. Food comes from seed. You're creating things that have no seed to be recreated so that everything has to come through you. If you eat that food, it ha- you have to turn around and buy that food again because it doesn't recreate itself. That's not real food, and that's not of God. 
All right, let's move on. Two, the godly have been swept from the land. Not one upright man remains. All men lie in wait to shed blood. Each hunts in his brother with a net. Mm. Both hands are skilled in doing evil. The ruler demands gifts. The judge accepts bribes. The powerful detect that they desire. They are conspired together. The best of them is like a is like a bureau. The most upright worse than a thorn hedge. And the day of the watchman has come. The day God visits you. Now is the time of their confusion. Hey. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Come on now. Do not trust a neighbor. Put no confidence in a friend. Even with her who lies in your embrace, be careful of your words. For a son dishonors his father. A daughter rages up against her mother. A daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the members of his own household. But as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. Okay, we're going to pause for a second for a commercial break, and then we'll be back uh, in about two minutes. Thank you. Okay, everyone, we're back. Thank you for holding. Uh, I know today's reading is a little bit longer than usual, but we have not been on the air uh, lately. We've been quite busy, um, but that will uh, change very soon. (laughs) Uh, We're going to go back to our original way and... um, So today we decided we're going to do uh, about an hour or so. So hang in there. We're almost finished. Uh, We are on the last um, chapter of Mishka. Okay, let's get back into the Word of God. Uh, Do not gloat over me, my enemy. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. Because I have sinned against him, I will hear the Lord's wrath until he pleads my case and establishes my light. He will bring me out into the light, and I will see his righteousness. Then my enemies will see it and will be covered with shame. She who said to me, where is the Lord your God? My eyes see her downfall. Even now, she will be trampled underfoot like mere mire in the streets. I want to say this very clearly. Children of God, most of you know who you are. Those that don't will soon enough, okay? You must know this. You are God's people. This is what he's saying. I'm God's child. I'm one of his people. Yes, I've done wrong. Yes, I've sinned. Yes, I fell down. But when I repent and turn back to God, woe be unto you for the things you did to me. Because my God will take vengeance. Because he loves me. Because the grace and mercy that he has on me. Know this. Know this. Okay? The day for building your walls will come. The day for extending your boundaries. And that day people will come to you from Assyria and the cities of Egypt. Even from Egypt to the Euphrates. And from the sea to sea. And from mountains to mountains, the earth will become desolate because of its inhabitants. As a result, 
of their deeds. So God is going to weed out the corrupted. And the earth isn't going to be abound with as many people because of the things that they have done. Shepherds, your people, shepherd your people with your staff, the flock of your inheritance, which lives by itself in a forest, in futile pasture lands. Let them feed in Bashan and Gilad, as in days long ago, as in the days when you came out of Egypt. I will show them my wonders. Go back to your ways. Come out of this stuff. This is not what you were called for. This is not what he put you here for. Nations will see and be ashamed, deprived of all their power. They only have power because you're falling. You're not following the Lord. If you're following the Lord, if you're reading and praying and following his commandments, then you're stronger than ever because God is in you and you are in him. Amen? Nations will see and be ashamed, deprived of all their power. They will lay hands on their mouths and their ears will become death. They will lick dust like a snake like creatures that crawl on the ground, and they will come trembling out of their dens. They will turn in fear to the Lord our God and will be afraid of you. Not the other way around. Who is God like you? Who pardons sin and forgives the transgressions of the remnants of his inheritance? Hallelujah. You do not stay afraid forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us, and you will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our inequities into the depths of the sea. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You will be true to Jacob and show mercy to Abraham as you pledged on oath to our fathers in the days long ago. Amen? We are a thousand stars. Thousands and thousands of stars. Multiples of sand is our people. We are spread out vastly across the world. We are treated with discontent, dislike, and hatred. And God has said, enough. Those of mine who will follow me, who will listen to my commands, and walk with me. They have nothing to fear, but fear itself will run. God Almighty is the most powerful. He is the creator. He is the maker. There is no other like him, and there never will be. I don't care who you think you are, how much power and how much money you got, how much you have billed and how much bank accounts you have. You are nothing. You are dust. You are dirt. And all that you hold dear is dirt. It's garbage. God will take his hand and wipe over it, and it's not. God giveth, God taketh away. Once we realize these things, then and only then 
will there be peace on earth and goodwill to all men. Amen? Amen, everyone. This is Minister Macmillan say, everyone have a blessed Thanksgiving and a peaceful one. Good night, everyone. Thank you.